When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Pam. Susan Wexler. Um, I know it's my week to do the talent show at the nursing home. Um, I unfortunately have to cancel. Things have gotten really, really out of hand here for me. You know, long story short, I'm hunting a bunch of monsters and the children are fighting. The children are kissing. Um, I've lost one of the children and the other two are, well, Pam, I don't want to scare you. I would never want to do that, but it does seem that they're locked into a room. So if we all get out alive, I would love to come do this next week. Uh, Thank you for understanding, but I do have to go on a murder spree now. Hello, friends in an alternate future. Welcome to Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, where we use dice to tell a story of unhinged ungulates and romantic reversals in the real and actual 2006. I'm Tyler Samples, your keeper of monsters and mysteries. Let's meet our players. Hi, everybody. I'm Rashawn Nadine Scott, and my character is Shamanda Felt, the initiate. And you might as well call me Steve Martin, because I'm bringing down the house on Dragline. Hi, I'm Jeff Murdoch, and I play Adam Miller, the mundane. And for whatever reason, when I log into a chat room, people want to know if I know American Sign Language. And the answer is yes. Hi, I'm Erin Rain. I play Crashly Grenadine, the Chosen. And just try to tell Crashly she can't drive in this body. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Claire Linick. I play Susan Wexler, and I'm here to date demons and hunt bonograbs. And I'm all out of demons. Hi, I'm Alan Linick, and I play CEJ, the mundane. And every kiss begins with K, but every good kiss ends with C E J. Wow. Disgusting. Every good kiss ends because CEJ shows up. Yeah. Every good kiss. Hey, why don't you mind your own business? Wow. 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 Yeah, I've had enough, actually. Oh, God. He's going to storm away from the intro. That's so (laughs) unlike him. So CEJ. Dude, you know what? This intro sucks and everyone's lame. Oh, Lord. Classic. No, come back. Wait, everyone? Wait. Even CEJ? Even. Um. Huh. See, EJ, let the keeper do his job. Fine. Take it away, Tyler. Thank you. (laughs) Where we left off, the club has been divided along a series of splits. CEJ and Shamanda have been trapped in the control room by Dragline, who abandoned them after harsh words were shared between her and Shamanda to go join the likes of Barb Wexler. Meanwhile, Susan Crashley, who is in the body of Chadriel and Adam Miller, 
were seeking out CEJ and Shamanda at the behest of Susan, who has no emotions and really, truly mainly just wanted Shamanda. And in the process of doing that, Shamanda attempted to help, but ultimately only succeeded in dropping a wall that was in their path, leading to a horrifying sight of a beautiful unicorn who has been merged with a bundle grub and eating the dead corpse of someone who is in its way. And it sees you all, neighs horrifically, and that is where we left off. Before we jump into anything further, I want to do a quick rules housekeeping thing. We Emotions are play a big part of uh, our game. So we have a move that we made called Deal with the Feels that allows us to try to work with each other to try to, to resolve feelings or to try to resolve our own feelings. And I want to clarify how it works because we've been uh, kind of tooling around with different iterations of it. So this is for the time being, this is what it's going to be. To temporarily remove the negative modifiers for them, since every emotional condition gives you a, a negative to some specific role, if you need to like try to help out, but, you're not, but your cool is affected because you're feeling angry, you can temporarily negate the negative modifier by acting out in some way. So you can remove a modifier for the length of a scene by acting out in some way, whether that's like lashing out physically or emotionally or causing a scene or telling a lie or saying something hurtful, whatever teenage way you want to act out. You can do that and then remove uh, the condition modifier that you have for a scene. If you want to try to temporarily remove other people's condition modifiers, you need to do manipulate someone and apply it to the group. So if you want to try to get everybody to for the for this scene to put aside their bullshit and focus on the task at hand, that's going to be uh, doing manipulate someone. And that's how we'll, we'll do that to permanently remove emotional conditions from somebody else. It's going to stay the same way. You try to offer support or comfort. You roll plus weird and then you either succeed at removing their conditions or you have to do something to remove one of their conditions or they push back on you and you take a condition that stays the same but that can only be on a one-to-one um, scale you can't do that to the group you have to talk to each person individually helping each other grow from our emotions is messy and hard and requires specific focus and intent it's not just like a magic wand that you wave it's instead dice that you roll and you just succeed or you don't <laughs> oh. obviously does that make sense for everybody yes yes, yes. Cool. Uh, with all that being said, I think we're going to pick up with Susan. You see this Bondle Grob unicorn hybrid rear back neighing uh, a challenge at you all. What are you doing in this moment as it is signaling its intent to approach? I don't have time for this. Um, so I'm going to kill the Bondle Grob. Um, <laughs> and could I posit to you, Tyler, that emotionless me rolls advantage on fighting hmm. um justify uh because i think the only thing that would hold susan really back in a fight and we know she is a great fighter would be like worry about it or wanting to shield the children that kind of thing here's what that she I'll just say. doesn't give two shits yeah here's Ooh. what here's what i'll say is i i think instead of advantage this is actually going to end up giving you more than advantage, but okay. I, I like it better in the fiction. For right now, you can roll when you do kick some ass, you can use sharp instead of tough. 
Thank you. Yeah, because that's wonderful. Yeah, you are completely an analytic creature at this point. And so, yeah, th- that makes total sense to me. Um, And just so the listeners know, that means it's two points higher on rolls. That's right. You're not especially tough, but you are very sharp. Um. Okay. Well, I didn't want them to know that. <laughs> oh, so sorry. So sorry. I kind of, I kind of said it how I wanted it to be. Conveyed. You're right. You're you know right. What I mean, I'm, what I meant is Susan's very tough, but very sharp. Thank you so much, Tyler. You're welcome. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Um, so, what are you doing in this moment? I, I am pulling the flamethrower out of my pants, and I'm just gonna go. Mommy's home. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Roll to kick some ass. I rolled a nine. Hell yeah, Susan. You rolled a nine. Mm, Okay. mm. You and your target inflict harm on each other. Yes, we do. So as Susan is whipping out this flamethrower and says, mommy's home in this, I just want to quickly see Crashly in the body Mm -hmm. of Tradriel Mm -hmm. and Adam Miller. What are you two doing? Well, if I see Susan stepping up, I'm going to use the power of heart and help fight this monster. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, so that means that works like a 10. Yeah, it does. So you automatically how are but how are you helping? Um, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna grab the unicorn's tail and yank it. So as it is Ouch. charging towards Susan, oh yeah, Adam Miller dives forward to grab at it and just yeah. grabs at its tail and gives it a sharp tug. Yeah, I do it kind of like a cool slide between its legs and then grab its tail when I go on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, great. That's the power art. And then Crashly, what are you doing? So it, I don't think I can also help because like already Adam's helping. So I find that this body sort of I have different instincts than I used to in my old body. And I just start clapping like about <laughs> this. I mean, like, good form, good form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go get them. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you're just generally being like like a high school baseball coach yeah good coach yeah (laughs) yeah all right great so susan as adam is yanking on the tail distracting it you get uh advantage on your roll so now you do get to re-roll one of your dice oh that's gonna make a big difference uh so now it's a 12 okay so on a 12 susan you are going to you're definitely going to kick some ass on a 10 plus on a 12 you inflict harm on each other, and you get to pick one from below. You get advantage on your next roll against this thing. You can give advantage to somebody else. You can do extra harm. You can take less harm yourself. You can force it where you want it, or you can take something from it. I am going to give it extra harm. I'm going to harm it further. Okay, great. Mm. So the flamethrower does three harm, so you're going to do four harm. Ooh. Wow. Wow. So, as, so you are just immolating this unicorn as it is charging forward you watch as it uh, so as the the unicorn well the bundle corn gallops across this small grassy paddock that has been created for it to reside in you all watch and honestly across the board all of you it is it is a deeply disconcerting thing because it is beautiful it is ethereal there is something about this every medieval legend of a unicorn is resonant in this moment as you're watching this beautiful creature but also it feels off there's like almost like the uncanny valley this is a thing that is so beautiful but there's something so wrong about it as you're seeing the bondle grab part of it sort of just slicking over it like an oil oh as just like parts of it are just getting like you know weird and miscolored teeth 
forming on its mouth and going away, its horn turning black. It's just something deeply wrong, something deeply polluted as it is uh, charging. And in that, Adam dives out, grabs on its tail and gives it a yank. It turns and Susan unleashes the flamethrower at it. Adam, you're going to need to roll to act under pressure to dodge out of the way of the flames as she does this because Susan is doing many things, but one thing she's not doing is working especially hard to keep you safe. I I rolled an eight. Great. I'm going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. I think I think this is uh, simply you don't take the full brunt of this flamethrower, but you get hit. You're going to take we'll say, let's see, where is Adam at right now? Ooh, he's broken. Is he really? Didn't we just rest this little fucker? Yeah, Sorry, not but the F word. I just <laughs> <laughs> I, I was at five. So now I'm at four. I think what's going to happen, Adam, you're going to take two harm. Okay. So you'll take half of the gout of this flame as the rest of this just lances into the unicorn and the unicorn just here like Susan as it's burning. But Susan, here is the problem. As it's doing that, it does damage to you. But (gasps) this is the way that the damage is going to happen. As it is doing that, it continues to charge forward. And Susan, its horn pierces the flamethrower tank. Whoa, it's going to explode. And Susan, you watch as what you use. I don't know what you use as a fuel for your flamethrower, but uh, Uh, the fuel for your flamethrower is leaking out. And as you're uh, holding the trigger down on the bondle corn, you're you're feeling it start to sputter as the fuel just is gouting out onto the grass. What do you do? (sighs) Dang. Okay, well, I just toss it to the ground and leave it behind. And I'm going to turn to the kids and say, good job back there, Adam. (laughs) Crashly, maybe next time you try to do something. And you know what? Okay, listen. I mean, I got burned, but Crashly got burned. I'm going to try to do magic to fix the flamethrower. Okay. Because Adam continues to roll back and forth. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, is he still on fire? Oh, yeah. He got hit by a flamethrower. He's at like seven. No, I love it. Yeah. Definitely Adam's clothes are on fire. No, no. I'm going to pat him out with my big hands. Okay. With magic? No. <laughs> no, uh, so, I for a flamethrower. Big yeah. hands. So as Susan uh, just uh, eviscerates Crashly, Crashly jumps forward and uh, pats Adam out. So Adam, yeah. you're no longer on fire, but you are in pretty rough shape. You yeah, definitely have like second degree burns. Okay. Okay, I'll use magic to fix them. Oh, I can also. I'm gonna. I got a new move I want to use. Oh, okay. I'm going to perform DIY surgery on myself. Oh, Jesus. Great. Oh, Lord. So, yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> so. Oh, uh, Great, Adam. So, yeah, you are going to do DIY surgery. So, roll plus cool. Okay. And I'm, I haven't rolled yet, but I'm already predicting I'm going to burn a luck. But here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I rolled an, uh, it's an. Hey, what is, what is, how's that work? So it counts as normal first aid, which you all can do first aid basically at any time and, and heal one harm. And then once you've done first aid, that's kind of like the most that you can do for somebody until circumstances shift. So it's like basically for any person, you can do first aid to them once. So you heal one harm for yourself. 
on an eight, then you get to also choose if you stabilize the injury, but you take it disadvantage on your next roll. If you heal an extra harm and stabilize, but it, it comes back as two harm and becomes unstable later. Or if you heal one harm and stabilize, but you also take disadvantage going forward until it's fixed properly. Tricky, tricky. <laughs> so if I stabilize, I couldn't take extra harm randomly, right? Or Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um... I mean, I guess I'll do that. So I'll be, I'll, I'll heal one and then also be stable. So, so, okay, let me, since this is our first time doing this, I just want to uh, cover through how it works. So by totally. just, just by doing first aid on yourself in general, you've already healed one harm. Yes. So now you have the option of, you can either also stabilize yourself, but have disadvantage on your next roll, or mm-hmm. you can heal an extra harm and stabilize and either have that injury come back worse later or have disadvantage ongoing. Yeah. I think I was going to do oh, okay, I'm going. You know, I'll do that. I'll I'll heal I'll heal an extra and stabilize. Okay, great. And then have disadvantage. Um which you know, I'll you know, it's going to, you know, so I get to roll twice every time. So yeah, you, <sighs> you get to roll and take the lower. Every time I get to roll. Cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But so now you are back to broken. So you're back to four. So basically you negate the harm that you just took. Plus you make yourself stable, which is good. That's smart. So you all watch. So Adam, take us through. This is the first time we've seen Adam kind of go into this side of what he learned in college. What do you do, Adam? Um, well, it, you won't believe it, but I, I use a Sprite to clean the wounds. Um, oh, it, it works really well. Oh the, the carbonation eats away at all the, uh, the burnt flesh. <laughs> and then, uh, I, I, you see me rip my shirt apart and then I just tie it all around the little marks of skin that are missing. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if that's wow. the right way to say it, but that's what I, I, I do. No, I just Googled everything you're saying and it checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's go. And that school was accredited? Yeah, well, no, not accredited, but I did get a credit. Oh. Ter's calling well, you. Well, that's just good. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I am in debt. I was just going to say, like, observing this whole situation, everyone's acting like a total fucking B right now because, like, um, Susan yelled at me and then I was about to help Adam and I was like, no, I'm good. Did so, you just say the F word and then censor the B word? <laughs> wow. It did. <laughs> wow. I caught myself just in time. And did you say it aloud? No. This is my okay. thoughts. Because if I said oh, it aloud, okay. it would sound more like this. Because Crashly's in this weird body now. And it sounds different. Um, that's how you know. So... <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm going to go look at the flamethrower and I'm going to try to fix it and like prove myself. So you said that out loud? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, great. Don't question my process. <laughs> <laughs> Crashly, go ahead and then uh, you want to try to use magic to fix the flamethrower? Yes, I do. Roll plus weird. Weird. Okay. Um, I got a seven. Okay. So you get to choose your effect. And a glitch. The effect okay. in this instance would probably be uh, essentially enchant a weapon. Yeah. I'm going to say, though, instead of it getting plus one harm and plus magic, it's just going to, you're just fixing it. I but fix you're, it. Yeah, you're, it goes back to normal. Yeah. 
And then the glitches, just for our listeners, is either the effect is weakened, it's of short duration, you take harm, it draws immediate unwelcome attention, or there is a problematic side effect. I think side effect. Okay. So fixing the flamethrower has a problematic side effect. Is that something I come up with? Because I'm... Usually okay. I, I'm supposed to... If you have an idea, okay, cool. you're welcome to... like. Uh, you know, I, I no, I don't have anything. Brilliant I welcome collaboration. <laughs> yeah, no. So welcome. ultimately, it's my job. But okay. if other people are able to make my job easier, I always welcome it. Um, I think here, here is what I'm going to say for it. It's very simple. Uh, the problematic side effect: you're able to do this, Crashly. You're still new to all of this, and you're not in, even in your own body, right? Right. So this is all very difficult. You, you're totally able to do this, but this is a, like the little Dutch boy with the dike. You have to keep your hand on it. At all times. Oh, that's fun. You just yeah. have to keep your hand over the hole. You figure out a way <laughs> to do it, to like hold the the fuel in, like to pull the... So we, we watch as Crashly sort of arcanely uh, mutters this spell under her breath. Crashly, what are the words of this spell? Um, the spell goes, holy, 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 cover it up all the day. <laughs> Look. <laughs> uh yeah so she mutters that spell we watch the the fuel suck back up into the ruptured tank of the flamethrower that is on you know where susan keeps it we all know where that is uh you know it's obvious where oh, she totally, keeps totally, totally. the tank yeah, for her. i don't need to explain it any further no, no, no. than i already yeah. have and <laughs> yeah, goes in it. and then crashly you are able to sort of arcanely knit over that hole and hold it in place with your hand and you have it there and then you have your hand over it and you're like all done and as you start to pull your hand away you can feel the fuel like the spell starting to give and you realize you didn't quite finish the spell like you didn't think the spell through all the way mm-hmm. and so you're like oh and you realize as long as you keep your hand there everything is good okay susan i'm gonna carry this flame flower just to make sure it's safe i fixed it totally right but I just want to make sure that no one gets hurt. <laughs> whatever, Crashly. <laughs> whatever you. Whatever you. Crashly, Susan couldn't even be bothered to try to figure out if you're lying or not. She, like, spends no effort on it at all. Susan knows you're lying. Why are you acting like an effing bee, Susan? Whoa. Woof. You heard me. I said it. I'm very tall now, and I'm not afraid of you. Oh. All right. <laughs> Let's go find Shamanda and CEJ. Ugh. And then do you just start walking, Susan? Oh, yeah. And I want you to know that me not correcting you is the worst thing I could ever do. Okay? Yeah. Wait, wait, did I say? I no, I'm is. saying me not correcting uh, Crashly <laughs> on cursing. Oh, I see. I see. <sighs> Sad. It hurt me as Claire. <laughs> yeah. So Crashly, then you say all of that and Susan just brushes you off and walks to parts unknown. Wow. wow. Hey, Crashly, I think it's cool what you did. I think it's cool what you did. Oh, God. Like, yeah. No, Susan, don't get any ideas. (laughs) (laughs) We'll cut over to those parts unknown. Shamanda and CEJ, you two are trapped inside a control room. You have all of these screens up to see all over the black site, but the metal doors are locked. Both the secret entrance that you came in through and the normal entrance to escape this place are both shuttered, and you seemingly have no means of getting out. What are you doing right now? Mm. Well, I'm still feeling embarrassed about 
um, all the the conversation that Dragline and I had, and I'd like to implement as a like a preemptive thing, implement a new move from the wronged playbook, if I could. Yeah. <gasps> it's called What Does Not Kill Me, but I'd like to rename it We're in a Fight. <laughs> yes. Okay, so great. So if you have suffered harm in a fight, you gain plus one ongoing until the fight is over. Okay. So I, if somehow I could apply that to my cool, which is what I basically use to like attack things, because I honestly feel like at some point, uh, Dragline and I are going to get into an all-out fisticuffs. Yeah, I think then um, what I'm going to say is this i love this idea like i love making it a little bit more than just like oh we're uh literal like punchy punchy fighty fighty mm -hmm. so i think what i would say is <laughs> okay here i have a question for you uh mm -hmm. rashawn does this seem fun to you is this more fun to you if we convert this move a little bit to make it purely emotion about emotional condition stuff like um I because I was thinking it would add like a plus one to like my cool, which is uh, like acting under pressure, helping out because um, basically when I roll any sort of empathy, empathy things, I already have a plus two to weird. So it's like I'm I'm really in touch with the feelings, but I feel like I have to get back into my body a bit and like prepare for what will be, um, you know, an advantage physically as well. Gotcha. I know that's kind of asking for a lot, but yeah. Well, so the the way that the the move is initially intended it to be is when you are in a physical fight, if you suffer physical harm, you get a plus one on any roll until that physical fight is over. And you're obviously extending this to an emotional fight, which I think is great. But then it, that would then mean you would, as long as you're in fighting somebody, that you are better at everything forever. Oh, not forever until I, until the resolve. I honestly didn't want to gender it, but it's feeling like we're in a girl fight, and it's it's going to get nasty. Is where my mind's at. Uh, I Claire, see. please let me know if we're on a Barb Susan level <laughs> <laughs> fight because I think that's Whoa, where it's building to the new generation oh. of Wexlers. Exactly. Oh my gosh! That I fe okay. I feel like we're having a clash of that sort. So this is I mean it it is a little bit mm -hmm. of both. Maybe if here. I hang on, I have an idea for this. I just have to to think I through. Love that we're doing so much game mechanics this time. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's fun, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, how about this? If you have suffered emotional harm in a fight, mm -hmm. you gain plus one to one stat until the fight is resolved. And I can decide the stat. Should I decide the stat now? Yes. Or when? Okay. So I'd like to add it to cool. So that my cool is not negative one. It is now just a zero. I'm just rolling flat. Great. So it sounds like you wanted to add it to cool. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, great. Oh, okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to change it a little bit if this is cool with you. I think what it is going to be is this, because I think this makes sense. If you suffer emotional harm in a fight, again, physical, however you do, mm -hmm. you gain plus one to one stat until that condition is resolved. Ooh. So as long as you are embarrassed from this encounter, like as long as you're embarrassed, you're going to have this plus one. So, and that's so good. Because people who just like, I just want to feel bad, even though they've gotten over the emotion, they just left to sit in it, but it like ruins other parts of their exactly. experience with and others. And also, here's the other thing I like about it. If somebody successfully like deals with the feels, you will lose that. 
So mm-hmm. you can always choose to not be resolved, but it obviously has consequences. So Ooh. it's just like nice and little messy. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yes. So we have now entered the stage of, of teenagerness where getting in fights with each other does somehow cause you to become a little bit better at some stuff. Like classic that stage of teenager where it's like <laughs> I, now I'm a little more focused and like I can see the real picture. I, I know what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. So, Shamanda, yes, I'm listening cool. to good music now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Good Charlotte. <laughs> so, Shamanda, your your cool is a little improved from the, the fallout of this fight with Dragline. And you're looking around for stuff. See, EJ, what about you? What are you doing as, as Shamanda kind of is getting her bearings, looking at all of the screens, trying to, like, figure out the situation? What are you doing? Um, yeah, I think at this point, uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to find a way out of here and I've seen enough movies to know that there's always a vent in the ceiling. So I'm going to scan the ceiling, find a vent. And when I do, I'm like, Hey, Shamanda, I'm going to boost yeah. you up. You're going to get out there and you're going to open this door from the other side. And then I get, I squat down and I do that thing where I like interlace my fingers so that she can step up through my hands do like a basket toss. I love it. So <laughs> CEJ, I'm going to call this panic button. Because <gasps> uh, you, you need to it. escape. So And you named the route that you want to try. So go ahead and roll plus sharp. Um, it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not a 12. <laughs> Can I it's help? It's, it's not a 12, which is like actually really confusing to me because. <laughs> yeah, of course you can help. Shamanda. Plus what, Alex? I got a six. Okay. So, Shamanda, how are you helping as he, um, you know, interlaces his fingers to give you a boost up and you go, you can see the, um, well, I guess. So, is that, is that correct, Alan? You were giving a boost up to Shamanda to get in the vents? Yeah. All right. Get on up there, Shamanda. And I go, babe, I'm like 40 pounds heavier than you. <laughs> and then I get in the position and then pop you up uh, like a flyer. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, so you okay, gonna... I just I wanted to let you do the cool thing, but okay. I think it's cool that you're up in the air. <laughs> so Shamanda, go ahead and roll plus cool as you attempt to help. Ooh, and that's an eleven, baby. Ooh, hey. that works. Oh, actually, a twelve because <laughs> we're in a fight. <laughs> oh, that's right. The girls are fighting. You're very the good at helping out. Fighting. So, CEJ, you get to re-roll one of your dice. Ah, now it's an eight. Hey, great. You can go or stay, but if you go, it's going to cost you something. You either leave something behind or something comes with you. Um, I think, yeah, I I think my hammer isn't going to fit with me, so I have to go unarmed into the dark. Scary. Wow, Wow, you're just going to leave your hammer behind. Yeah, I think it's going to be clunky and like awkward in the vent. So, so. it's like no longer hammer time. <laughs> what time? No, uh, yeah, ham- I, I would say hammer time stop. Wow. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Shamanda, you watch as Cody Ernst Jr. <sighs> takes the hammer that he was gifted by an angel. And as you uh, put your fingers together, you know, to toss him into the vent. He looks down kind of not forlornly, but just sort of like begrudging to the circumstance and drops it on the ground. Uh, I, I jump out of the way as to not be hit by this hammer. 
<laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just clunks. It almost, it almost like lands hard on your foot, but it doesn't. No, catch it. Oh, man. <laughs> I, was, I was passing it. Oh. You have to communicate that. It hits the ground with a resounding thud. And well, I mean, I'm looking right at you. I feel like you should have been able to t- just go. All right. I'm sorry. That's on, that's on me. Just, okay. Um, I'll be waiting by the door. And Shamanda. Yeah. Uh oh. Um, this is an air conditioning vent and it's really cold. Can I borrow your hoodie? <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> sure. I take off my Queen Latifah's school for gifted girls and average boys also sweatshirt and I toss it. <gasps> Up into the vent. That's huge. Thank you so much. It actually like really sucks up here. Like actually. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be like really <laughs> dusty too. And there's probably rats yeah. and stuff up there. So be oh. careful. Oh, bro. Why? <laughs> oh, and spiders and uh, moths Stop. and cockroaches. What is wrong with you? I'm uh. just listing all the things I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw oh. up up there. Oh, uh. in the AC vent? It's going to smell like puke everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> When CEJ starts doing that, you hear it echoing down the vent. Just the, <laughs> Can we hear it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. CEJ's in trouble. Oh, yeah. That's, oh. It's like totally CJ. Uh, I love that you know what that noise is. <laughs> oh, no. Now I'm going to throw up. Yeah, I lived with them for so long. Yeah, I think we all oh. know what it sounds like when CEJ's sick. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's totally CEJ. He's about to barf. He's grossed out. So CEJ, you climb into the vent. It's a tight fit. And I, yeah, I start like... Army cry at Bruce Willis my way through mm-hmm. the vents <laughs> or I guess a hatch. And this is definitely a don't worry, I'll check it out. So you do get Ooh. to mark experience for this. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking for I'm going to look I'm going to look for I, I guess like the nearest next hatch that feels like it's on the other side of the room. I don't know how good my sense of direction is, mm-hmm. but I'm just trying to get down outside the room to see if I can open the security thing up and let Shaman out. Great. You know what? CEJ, as you are slinking into the unknowns of this black site, we're going to go back to the uh, black site move that we have. So go ahead and roll plus sharp. Hell yeah. Let's oh, go. I should have brought a flashlight. <laughs> I can't see any. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you you definitely feel something squelch under your hand. Oh, oh no. Oh, it's slime. It's just slime. Normal, normal vent slime. <laughs> um, I rolled a five. Oh lord! Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, goodbye. Guys. Ooh, ooh, juicy. I've been waiting for this the whole oh, time. Oh, come on. You, you, you never want to hear your after a roll. You never want to hear your keeper go. Ooh, wow. Ooh. <laughs> I've been waiting for this one. CEJ, say goodbye to your hands. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but I already lost my teeth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> CEJ uh, and everybody, we've only had successes and mixed successes with this role so far, th- with this move. Um, so you've not yet experienced what happens on a miss. I'll remind you again, you have four points. With three points, you can find Barb. If you spend one point, you can make a discovery. On a miss, you're going to encounter a danger. In this case, presumably, CEJ is going to encounter a danger. And either CEJ, you are going to take one harm, or you are going to lose the entire pool of points. <gasps> oh, CEJ. Oh, oh god damn it. So juicy, which... that's juicy. So it falls. Alan, don't. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
to Alan to decide. I'm going to roll a die oh. on odds I take a harm. On evens, we lose the point. Alan, oh. please don't do this. Dice is Wait. dice. Oh, dice God. is dice. It's evens. Evens, you take a harm? No, odds I take the harm. No, I thought... <laughs> Please, God, don't do this. Even, I said I it out loud. Roll. I did not hear it roll. I said it out loud. <laughs> I did not hear it either. Claire watched it. Alan, what did you get? Alan, please don't do this. <laughs> I got a two, so evens. That sounds pretty even to me. No. As your point pool oh, no. erases. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. no, it wasn't me. Yeah. The dice is dice. Now, here, the Alan, I need to also know, dice. what did you roll initially, the two, the two numbers? What a butthole. Uh, two and a three. A two and a three. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is so funny to me uh, because well, all that happens is as you guys are listening to CEJ going, uh, uh, going forward, CEJ, you crawl through the vents. And again, it is dark, CEJ, you can't see. And you don't realize that the vent becomes vertical. <laughs> As CEJ starts to fall yes. down a pit. CEJ, you have one moment to do anything. What do you do? Oh, my God. Oh, not a fucking thing. <laughs> I think um, <laughs> through the vents, you all hear like you hear this kind of soft, echoey, uh, uh, bouncing off metal uh, version of my voice going like, crawling in the dark, uh, uh, gonna <laughs> save Shamel. <laughs> no. oh. Do we hear that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah everybody oh, hears that. My oh my god, that's the last guy I kissed. Oh my god. Crawling in the dark. Gonna save Shamanda. I'm so glad I can't feel disappointment right now. I can. And it makes sense that that you would lose all of your points at this point because CEJ falls probably a distance. And Susan, you know, this is wherever he's going is the opposite direction of where you were headed to find Barb. So we got to go save CEJ now. (laughs) (laughs) So in this moment, I guess most immediately, Shamanda, what do you do is you hear this guy just fall out of out of sight in the darkness. Oh, my God. Okay, um, ooh, okay, um, shit, shit. Um, You're in this control room, the doors are, are locked and barred, um, you're by sh- yourself. Shamanda's having a panic attack. Yeah. Uh, because uh, she's literally trapped in here, um, I, I'm sure I can't jump, let me see if I can jump to the vent. Maybe I can jump straight up like Superwoman, or try to, you know, rip this door no, no, no. I'm going to try to, I'm going to pick up the hammer and I'm going to swing at this, this metal door and try to get the hell out of here because I'm freaking. Now, here is a, a question to Alan. Mm. The hammer was gifted to you and we just have never established. So I just want to figure it out in this moment. Chad Royal said, uh, you can wield this as long as you are worthy. Since it's yours, I want you to tell us, would Shamanda be considered worthy to wield the hammer? I th- well, no, a couple episodes ago, I tried to give it to Shamanda and she said no. So I feel like no. Great. Shamanda, you grab this hammer and it, it is exactly like in Thor or anything. You pull on it and it is just not giving. You don't know what it is about this, but it is just like you can't lift it off the floor at all. 
uh, as the panic rises and rises as you're trapped in this room and the room feels smaller and smaller and smaller, like moment by moment, as you are trapped in a dark space in a large, scary space and you are by yourself and there's no one around. You have nobody else's feelings to to like buffet you or anything like honestly, Shamanda, in this moment, you are basically in a sensory deprivation tank and you're just by yourself. Oh, my God. Alone. For the first time in a really, really long time. With my own thoughts and realizing I don't have any. I'm just responding to what everyone else is giving me. What am I even doing with myself? Uh, this is not even my real voice. What am I doing? <laughs> um, uh, I guess. Uh, oh, God. Can I somehow try to like reach out to Marfa? Can I have some sort of Feywild connection open up in me in this moment of despair? God, please. Um, I mean, you can try. I, you can. Well, because Marfa's not in the Feywild. Marfa's just in or, Tacoma. Okay. So well, the only person, there's only one person in the oh. Fey world that you would have any. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, no. Tom, Tom Nuts? <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking Tam. Oh, fuck. Okay. So you can try. You can try. Here's what I'd say. Roll plus weird. And you can try to reach out to Tam and we will see. Ooh. <sighs> See who you get. <laughs> it's oh gotta be Tom. Oh wait, six plus two is an eight. An eight. Yeah, I think you you don't get Tam, but <laughs> in the the in your blind panic, reaching out, uh, you're trying to connect to Faye, and you do connect to Faye, but who you find is not who you expect what do you say in into the void shamanda can i wait can i ask a question uh, uh yeah. it, it does is there a time dilation effect like has tom been gone for the same amount of time that we've experienced time to be gone i we're about to find out i think oh nice but but i think what we have established the one thing that that i have definitely already established is that the fey exist within other dimensions like in terms of, you know, we're like, we live in a four dimensional space. The Fae live in so many countless more dimensions than that, that like Tom's experience of time would be the way that we experience like length. Like it is, it is, it is mutable in a way that it is not for us. Um, so that, that's, that's up to Tom to decide. Mm. But Shamanda, yeah. What are you, what are you saying as you reach out? Uh, Shamanda sits down, uh, crisscross applesauce and gets like in a meditative state and says, uh, Tom, are you there, love? Oh? <laughs> Hello? Oh, this is new. One second, let me just put this net away. <clears throat> Tom speaking, is this Shamanda? Hi, Tom. <laughs> yes, it's my Shamander, and um. Oh my gosh, Tam was right. You do have a different voice. Yeah. So okay. So you've talked. Hey, Tam. how did the play go? How did the play go? <laughs> you know, we ended up not going forwards. Um, a lot of people got hurt. Dang it! I did my best, Aiden. I mean, Ugh. everyone thought you were going to do a great job. They really did. Now I don't want to. Really? That's. I mean, um, I I don't like to ask for favors, uh, oh. so I'll just ask you directly. Um, I'm trapped in a steel box and I can't get out and I'm freaking <laughs> out and I could use a friend and I know that I've been a great big butthole to you. Um, you may or may not know I'm the reason you're there. Oh, I, I know. 
is this a riddle? <laughs> Great seal. Uh, sorry, say it again. A big, big metal box. Right. I'm in a big, big metal box. Okay, so here's the riddle. Okay. Imagine trash. You're in a dumpster. Dumpster. Is it a no, dumpster? No, not in a dumpster. I'm in. I'm in a control room <laughs> in a compound in uh, Barora, Nebraska, and um, things have gone tits up, and I'm That's stuck in a one. box, and I really okay. need some help to get out. Do you know anything about um? um Compound security or um, melting metal? Well, I don't know anything, not really, but if you're looking to get out of a trap, I'm your guy. I kind of know about traps. Yes, it's like a, it's like a rope trap if it were made of steel. Of steel, all right. Okay, look around. What do you see around you? All right, there's a big... Big door. Um, Big there's a door. bunch of computers. Computers. Um, okay, slow chairs. down. Rolly chairs. All right. Okay. Rolly Have you tried chair. restarting the computer? <laughs> when I use the POS at my work, the, uh, mm-hmm. the the system, we gotta reset it sometimes. Try try to reset it. Give it thirty seconds. I'll wait, and then turn it back on. That usually gets the whole register going again. Okay, uh, Shamanda crawls over to the surge protector, <laughs> unplugs it from the wall, waits a few seconds. Have you had a chance to eat anything fun while you're in fairy? I haven't been hungry, to be honest, which is oh. <laughs> pretty wild for me, because I'm a, I'm a nosher. I'm she a plugs nosher. it back in. <laughs> Great, roll to act under pressure, Shamanda. Okay. Oh, fuck. Okay, um, five plus one is six. Ooh. Uh, okay. Ooh. Uh, I miss things go to hell. So Yowch. you you turn the surge protector off, turn it back on. Alarms start blaring all over the compound. <sighs> did we solve shit, it? Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> did, we, shit. did we fix it? Bollocks. Susan, shit. as you're Bolts. walking, you see doors open, close, open, close. Like everything is just oh, no. going haywire. Oh, no. as... Can I try to slip out? Well, yes. One second, though. <laughs> so, Susan, you're watching this as like a month's worth of technical issues that has gone unaddressed. For no reason. Yep. For no reason. In the absence of trained professionals to deal with it, all come on at the same time. And you hear a countdown start. I think it's probably like a, like a, a one hour countdown. What it's to, you don't know, but you hear that just sort of in the distance in uh, Barb's voice, just going like 60 minutes on the clock, 60 minutes. You hear all of that going. And what do you do in this moment, Susan? Oh, my. But let me just sorry. Let me get this all right. <laughs> so I'm with two of the kids. I don't know where three of them are. And I'm hearing Barb's voice. And d- do I have an understanding that we've lost all scent of her, I suppose, or that we've had to pivot to see EJ? I think you're you're realizing, like, I think what it is, is like, you know, you broadly, wow. loosely know where, where, where Barb is. It's be worse. But you, you also know, like, even without emotion, like, I don't think, I don't think it's an emotional thing to be like, I can't let a kid die or like i can't leave a kid oh no that wouldn't happen no matter what yeah so you're like fuck like cej fell down you were probably going up and so you know like basically you're gonna have to go find him and then this is such a maze that you're gonna have to wherever you get to it would be faster to go out from there rather than backtrack to here etc so yeah you're you're not like 
suddenly lost, you just know of like, oh, we're going to have to set that aside to go yeah. find. Okay, so there's a spell uh, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm. that Tara and Willow used to find each other. Mm. Okay. I'd like to do something like that if I can. That's almost like a, it's like a floating the bit of light that helps you track a person. I would like to try to put that out for these kiddos. Mm. Um, in terms of so that they all can find each other. Is- no, so that the like the light, like almost. Sorry, if you haven't seen this episode, this makes no sense. Probably. <laughs> um, like I follow this to get to them. Yeah, okay. So it's just like a little will-o'-wisp that leads you... Yes, a will-o'-wisp yeah. like tracking system. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Thank you. Yeah, so go ahead and do uh, use magic as these alarms start blaring and everything. Shamanda, you'd, here's what I'll say. Like, Yeah, you can try to slide under the door or you could try to stop the alarms. Uh, it's a, I don't care which, but uh, those are kind of the two options most immediately in front of you. Well, I'm in a chaos era, so I'm going to try to slip out. Great. So go ahead and roll to act under pressure again to see if you can get under this door. Ten. Ten. Yeah, you do what you want. Yeah, you manage to time it just right. Probably one of the dojo classes that you've taken. And you manage to scoot under the door right as it's like just barely raised up. You you slide under. Um, I th- I think the question I have for you and Tom is, does your connection to each other stay or does it? I guess like. I could see this being a thing where, like, as you do that, your your connection dissipates or stays. I'm not going to decide that for you, so I'm going to let you two decide. Well, I got all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like when your grandparent doesn't know how to cut off the phone on their end, so we're just yeah, in a right. forever conference call. I'm tethered to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so here's what I'm going to say, Shamanda, uh, what it's because this is a things go to hell, right? You did mm-hmm. that. All of these alarms go off. Here's the other thing that happens as you scoot under the door. You hear, you know, Tom being like, I'm tethered to you. And then you hear like a, almost like a mental click and you hear Tim nuts also on the line. <laughs> no. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Tim, guess where we are? Where is Shamanda's head? Wow, wild. Hey, I lost the book in the sewer. I hope you're not mad. Oh, oh my God. I'm steamed. I'm, I'm steamed. That's a library Shemanda book. Shamanda is just full on running while this is going on in her head. Just like, just. That's, like a, that's a public book. That you got to get it back, Tim. Well, maybe Shamanda can help me. Shamanda, can you help me get it back, please? I'm going absolutely mad. So, Susan, you did uh, use magic. What was your result? Nine. Okay, great. So you need to pick a uh, a glitch. Can I say that I assumed they were together, so it only sends me to one of the kids, and I'll let you pick who? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I will. Uh, absolutely. Um, roll. Uh, just roll a one dice and tell me the result. Ooh, let a die one. choose. Mm. Okay, great. Um, yeah, it's pointing down. Um, Dang it. And leading you that way. So as you head towards that, Crashly and Adam, you you watch Susan do this magic to it's sort of like summoning someone, but the inverse, you know, it's it's summoning Susan to someone. And she sets off to follow this little ball of light as it uh, leads off to parts unknown. What are you two doing as she walks away? 
Um, <laughs> follow. Yeah, I think we should probably we should probably like follow her. But yes. well, I'm yelling, follow me. Okay. I, got, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, come on, guys. It's no, nah, it, it's probably better when she gets in a mood like this. It's better to just stay local, you know. Immortata says it's dragged okay. along by the tether between it and Susan as they get pulled. I don't exactly trust Immortata to like tell us the best thing to do. So and, you're saying we should not follow? Oh, I thought that they were saying we should stay, like stay local. So no, I think we like should follow. Stay local to Susan. Yeah, I thought he was saying stay local to Susan. Oh, okay. Semantics are mm-hmm. difficult. Um, yeah. yeah, like I guess let's go with Susan. Hey, and you you can say no. Mm. Can I get a piggyback ride? My feet are <laughs> real tired. One hundred percent, friend. Hop <sighs> on. Yeah, Crashly, yes. you don't even need to roll or anything. You easily mount Adam up your back, and yeah, most of the burns were on the bottom of my feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh god on, on the bottom of your ipad feet oh no ipad feet oh, oh my wait yeah. Yeah, your feet oh, are the wait. size of ipads that's right oh no <laughs> that's a lot of burns and you two follow down so susan here okay here is uh, a fun little thing susan you're gonna roll on the black site move and shamanda you are as well since you're, you're both running off and going off in different directions okay so go ahead and roll plus sharp each of you uh, eight, nine. Sorry to brag. <laughs> you both encounter danger. So like you, Claire. So, it's so bad. <laughs> Shamanda, what are the two numbers you rolled? Two and five. Okay, great. And Claire, what did you roll? Here's something fun: a two and a five. Oh, <gasps> what? Wow. Okay, great. Whoa, double monster. Uh, let's see. How do I want to do this? That's a wrench. Your sharp is plus two. It is. Mm. Okay. Yeah. My sharp is um zero. My sharp is zero. Yeah. I think mine is. What I'm going to do with this, no, just too. to make this a little bit more fun for myself, I'm going to invert one of those sets. So, Shamanda, I'm going to have yours be a five and a two, mm-hmm. if that makes sense to you. So we're going to start with Susan first. Susan, uh, you followed your spell with the kids and Immortata dragged behind you. You're going down a series of steps, followed by passageways, followed by steps. It's unerring, but it doesn't necessarily take the easiest route. It just takes the most direct route. So you're just sort of winding all over uh, about this place. You come down and you see where you can see up above, you can see the the vent of the air conditioning vent that opens at the top of this large room. And you see inside just a thicket of weird, oversized vines, some like carnivorous plant type thing that is entwined. And you can hear CEJ inside there, his fall broken by these things, but now grabbed and surrounded by them. As you can see CEJ just sort of ensnared in one tentacle of this large plant slowly being crushed. CEJ, as you see Susan enter the room, what do you say? Uh. <laughs> um, great. And can I say that at this point my emotions come back? Do you feel like it's been about a half hour? Yeah, that makes sense to me. You do also know that uh, Immortata is going to be unbound at the end of that half hour. Mm. So... If you don't do anything in this moment, Immortata is going to be released from you. Okay. I just think I'm going to yell, my baby! 
Oh no. <laughs> Great. Towards so the see, EJ and I was like, just get out, Mortada. Just go. Oh, oh, finally. Uh, okay, good luck, everybody. Bye. Good luck to you, you <laughs> jerk. You little jerk. <laughs> Whoa. Don't worry. We'll make amends. Uh, Immortata <laughs> points and, and gives like a wink that you feel but can't see because they're just a black outline of existence uh, to see EJ and then Immortata disappears uh, out into the great ether. Who the heck was that? <laughs> <laughs> and CEJ says as the breath each time uh, making an utterance, the vines pushing tighter on his rib cage and giving him less air as you're slowly ensnared. So the three of you are standing. And I, I want to just give a, a semblance of what this is. Think of like, you know, vines, some of which are four or five feet in diameter, just enormous in this room. It's a little bit like the tentacles of Audrey, too, just in in a room that is probably 20 feet wide by 40 feet tall. It, it's like a large holding cell. And this doesn't appear to be bundle grob related because one thing, Susan, you know, is the bundle grob doesn't necessarily is only for like animals. Yeah. Yeah. When we come back, I think I want to roll lore library if we have yeah. time even. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. So you, so whatever this is, is something other than the bundle grobs. Um, but it it has CEJ firmly in in the center of this mass of slowly moving vines and is squeezing him. And you can see his face getting like an unpleasant shade of red as the three of you are just saying that. Meanwhile, Shamanda, you are running breathlessly down the halls uh, with Tim and Tom. Yeah, I know. It's I, I've had it out for a while. I really liked it. Yeah, but did, did you finish it? No, you know, with business. And like, who has time to read? But I would read Shamanda's one- face is just slack. With like the it's like her bones have given up holding her face up because her mind is going crazy. Shamanda, what's your favorite book? Their eyes are watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. Oh, I'll have to I'll have to see if we got a library here in the fan. I'd love to give that a gander. <laughs> it's a good book. Yeah. Hey, where are we running to? I. I don't know as she slows up and realizes that she's been running out of panic. Where am I? And you, I just have to look something up. Oh, wow. Okay. This got weird. Okay, great. I love it. (laughs) Oh, shit. Shamanda, you run into a a large room. It looks to be, uh, you know what? It looks to be the, uh, at what at one point was probably like a basketball court, uh, like uh, just a rec center for the, the folks of, um raffle the renegade offshoot for financial leverage that barb has set up here (laughs) and you see two creatures out of myth they're squared off uh facing each other in uh what appears to be a pitched battle for primacy one of them is a looks to be almost like a bull like a like a a male cow Mm -hmm. but it's horns instead of curving out they curve in so they almost look like they drill into its own forehead mm. if that makes sense okay. um, and it has a long mane like a horse's mane and it is it is running away from the other thing chasing it the other thing chasing it looks to be a horse uh with wings and scales mm. uh like a scaled almost like a reptilian 
Pegasus. That is chasing the former creature. It is it is about six feet or no, it is like seven feet tall. It's this enormous, just winged reptilian creature that is that is chasing after uh, and just sort of bucking its feet as it is flying through the air of this long court, chasing after this other thing. The other thing running, as I said, running away. And you can see in all of these, as always, the the sort of like bondle grob part kind of continually surfacing and go, moving away from one part and showing up at the other and everything else. As this thing is running away, it is just shooting out a trail of shit. What? That's going like the entirety of, of behind it. And it is uh, just on fire. It's just shooting a gout of firing shit that is just what? like like a, a blaze of shit Ew. coming out of itself. The bull at thing the, is doing this? The bull thing is at the uh, flying scaled horse that is dodging out of the way of this just gout of flame. You run in, you see that on the other side is the, the double doors that you, you would normally take to get out of this gym. You're on this side and you watch, uh, you run in and you stop and see this thing as this is happening, and then you watch as they both turn and see you, and you hear from both sides, ooh, mm, as they both pursue towards you. What do you do, Shamanda? Okay, so I'm going to run and leap, and using my multi-tool, grab one of the basketball nets, slice it, and I want to use that as kind of um, uh, like a, a matador situation. <laughs> to the uh the winged one because i am gonna try to tame this thing so it's like okay. oh hell yeah here girl oh, okay God. you're whoa. gonna try to ta- i whoa. will remind you that it is also also does have a bundle grab in it well yeah we'll deal with that when the time comes okay 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 and uh tyler i, I think that uh, since there's two nuts helping shamanda <laughs> out she's gonna have advantage with that net right yes. i mean yeah it would, you would have to <laughs> yeah yeah, so so Shamanda, it sounds like you're basically going to you cut the net and then you're going to try to use it to like bind the wings of the like basically pull it over the flying scaled horse. Yeah, so basically saddling up uh, putting a like reins on it in a way. Great. Go ahead then. I, I I think this is just going to be an act under pressure. Yes. I'm, I'm so glad I hyped up this stat. Okay. Uh 9 plus 1 is a 10. Shamanda, you managed to, with the help of the of the two nuts giving you advice. Hi, hi. And Tom and Tim, what what net advice are you giving to Shamanda as she flies through the air to achieve this? Oh, the strongest part of the net is where they crisscross. So make sure you don't cut there, <laughs> but make sure that part covers the eyes. Trust me, you're gonna want to cover the eyes. <laughs> And Shamanda, you pull the net over the mouth of this creature, pulling it tight, like you know how a, a basketball net uh, narrows a little bit at the base of it. That goes over, uh, cinching the mouth of this creature shut tight, and you are holding onto it as a pair of reins. It is bucking its head, but you are on its back as you are flying through the air on this winged, scaled horse. What do you do in this moment as the other bull-like creature? rears back, puts its ass in the air, and shoots a gout of fiery dung out oh. directly in your path. Okay, well, I pulled to the uh, right so we can dodge the shit, um, please. And, and then I'd like to tune in to this monster using one of my um, other yeah. moves. Okay, roll like... plus weird. 
Eight plus two is ten. Yes! Mm, Great. So you get to ask three questions for this specific monster. Uh, You have those holds you can ask uh, about it below. Uh, So they're not all necessarily useful in this moment. It's where is the creature right now? What is it planning to do? Who is it going to attack next? Who does it regard as the biggest threat? How can I attract its attention? Mm, I'm asking the Bondelgrob part. Oh, who is it going to? Att- what are you? What is it planning to do right now? What is the bondle grab it's planning to do right now? Right, because the bondle grab is a hive mind mm-hmm. creature. I, I imagine this is a little bit like you've been working on your empathy ability and stuff, and you've learned kind of to channel it a little bit more precisely for these things that are a little bit further away from human. Because like the bondle grab is not something that would necessarily have like emotions in the most in a human sense Mm -hmm. so you're this makes sense to me as like you're basically using your empathy on things without emotions to get glean additional like parallel information anyway um as you're doing that you're you're tuning in watching this and you're able to just vaguely get a sense of what the bondle grob is the question is what is it planning to do right now and you you feel a, a pull on this particular bundle grab hybrid but on all also all of them and you can tell like this one obviously there there's still the the creatures that it is merged with so sometimes other instincts in this case like fighting or uh trying to eat each other and stuff uh take over but there is a sort of base programming of a bundle grab that will ultimately win out and in this case the bundle grab this is calling to all of the hybrids to return and so mm-hmm. what to answer the question of what is it planning to do right now, it is planning to merge with all of its parts. Ooh, super grob. Super and grob. You, you grob. get the sense that that has already begun. Okay. So as you're flying through the air and you do that, you try to you try to steer the creature underneath you out of the way of the gout of flaming shit. Go ahead and roll plus cool <laughs> for an act under pressure. Oh my god. Uh, three. Oh. No! Oh, no! <sighs> you know what? I do have to go do a load of laundry, so I might as well just <laughs> die and shit. I mean... <laughs> you, you know, he, here's the thing. On a miss, things go to hell, Shamanda, which is... So, most immediately, we all, we all know that the Bondle Grob, one of its weaknesses is flame. And so, the winged creature underneath you immediately screams out as it lights up from this... Uh, taking the majority of the harm, you fall out of the air as it lands, hits the ground hard. Oof. And, oh, okay. Wow. I'm, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> you hit the ground hard, momentarily blacking out. You're going to take, I think we're going to say two harm from that as you just slam. You're a little burned, but mostly it's just the impact. Shamanda, you hazily wake up. It's clear some time has passed. You're by yourself. No one has come to look for you. You wake up and you see that bull creature sitting there and it's looking at you and it has its full bundle grab face at this point. And it says, was it good? Did you like it? What? And you realize you just finished swallowing something. <gasps> and you see part of it's like uh, one of its haunch that it has used its own mouth to rip a piece of its own flesh out 
and push it in your mouth. <gasps> and you feel yourself starting to consume the thing that only wants nothing more than to eat or be eaten so that it may merge. And what happened to Dragline at the very start of this season, you realize is now coming to you. What? As you've got, I think what we established from Susan, you've got about 15 minutes before the bottle grab starts to take over yeah. your essence. Oh, we did what? that surgery on Dragline. That's oh right. my god. Oh my god. And that's where we'll end our episode oh for today. My wow. God. This what was a, a rough, rough one. Oh my god. Rough. We did nothing right. Nothing. I'm not sure we did great, you guys. Thanks so much for listening, Monster Hunters. If you enjoyed this, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or give us a shout out on social media at Mystery County. You can also join our Patreon for bonus recordings, special deliveries, and the Mystery County Monster Hunters card game designed by our very own Alan Linick. Until next time, watch out for Letting the Dice Decide. I'll say um, this: well, a- Adam started the surgery with a sprite, but he ended it as a Dr Pepper. Oh, <laughs> okay, everybody. Oh, that's good. Oh, Ellen's fishing for the outro. Yeah. Let me have it. it. <laughs> the history of role-playing games is weird and wild, and we here at System Mastery are determined to look through it all. Every heartbreaker that drove a man to bankruptcy to see his vision of D and D with really specific armor maintenance rules come to fruition. Every game where you get increasingly certain as you read it that this is all just one person's weird fetish. Every system that painstakingly recreates how medieval life was really like. And then also you can cast Fireball. The System Mastery podcast wallows in the filth of RPG history. Come, join us in the muck at System Mastery.